Well, I'm your guest, so however you want to do it, we can do it. All right. Welcome to the Chocolate Life Podcast. I am your host, AJ Jones, and today we'll have Chaplain McKay once again. Uh, today we'll be talking about the hypocrisy of American politics, and we're going to compare and contrast the shenanigans therein. Uh, that's a mouthful in itself. <laughs> okay, so one of the things, okay, as soon as you, okay, when you started, when you brought the subject up about the hypocrisy within the government, two things went across my mind first. And one of those things was the Biden impeachment that's going on, trying to go wrong right now versus the Trump impeachment. And then you got Biden's dealings with China versus Trump's dealing with China. And then you got Obama's talking with North Korea and then Trump's talking with North Korea. And I'm like, it's almost like, okay, it's not good when their guy does it, but it's better when our guy does it. And that's why I use the term the hypocrisy, because um, all of these politicians are, um, what's the word that the Republicans uh, use a lot right now? Uh, identity politics, mm -hmm. as if they are not projecting their own identity politics on the public. And now everybody just has become blatant with their identity politics. Politics have always been identity. Yes. It's always been anti-Black. So the power structure is to the Europeans who have designated themselves as white, meaning the power structure. It, it, that's, that's what we are dealing with. Absolutely. But we can we can do some things on our own, and I, I think we talked about this over the weekend, and and I will continue to just remind um, us as melanated people that our elders from the 1900s to the 1950s they did everything that they needed to do politically without yeah. the government assistance. I mean, there were some in government, there were some in political power, but for the most part, the community helped the community. I think of the the, the Green Book that happened in 1939. Yeah. And we must, it's just a must that we get back to those kind of elements to help ourselves because voting, as we have discovered, voting is uh it's a it's a red herring and people who are not even citizens are getting more benefits than melanated black people indigenous people to this country who built this regime they get more benefits than we do 
all of those other people who can switch up when they get ready, they get more benefits than we do. We're at the bottom, so we must start, you know, concentrating on ourselves. Right. And I think, uh, and I'm just sitting thinking about it. I remember when, I remember last election, was it last election or 2016? Trump was very bold. It was like, you know, might as well vote for me. Like, what have you got to lose? Like, you don't have anything. And I was like, ugh. Well, <laughs> was like, and then Joe really? Biden tried to one-up Trump because he said, if you don't vote for me, okay. you're not black. Okay? Yeah. Once again, white people get to decide who's black and who's not. I mean, an insult to the whole community and I don't know if his tongue in cheek, he thought he was being crafty or just being crass. Uh, but we don't have to vote at all in a national election. We can just vote right. in the local elections and hold those politicians feet to the fire. Kind of like the lady down in Florida uh, who is about to get that work from her constituents. Oh, yeah. By helping um, that... Ju- Jacoby, uh, Miss Jacoby Pittman, yeah, help, help uh, helping that that governor down in Florida who has put on the books all of these anti-black laws and gave a wink and a nod to all the neo Nazis and the neo Nazis just coming out the woodwork. It's like they got free reign and the same thing with the snowflake from South Africa. And I just learned today that. Elon Musk has a citizenship uh, in Canada and South Africa. He does not have a citizenship in the United States. And people don't, they're not even aware of that. But the United States government keep propping up Elon Musk uh, in all of his so-called business ventures. The United States government is so... um, notorious for helping uh, white men make billions while they is at the expense of poor black people. I'm just going to talk about poor black people. I know other folks that may hear this podcast going to talk about, well, what about? I'm going to let them talk about the whatabouts. I'm talking about the people who built this regime and we're still at the bottom. That's who I'm going to focus on. Yes, I know there are other people at the bottom, but I'm talking about us now. Right. Because we don't um, talk about us a lot, enough. Everybody wants to hijack and, you know, uh, move in on our coattail. But as soon as they get their privileges and get uh, can get their white card, even people darker than us, they, they, they switch teams. Right. And that's a... Uh, uh... I'm going to go back for a minute and uh, kind of touch on Elon Musk for a second. Okay. So I want to say, I can't remember what year it was, but when the Tesla was like a big thing, people were propping him up as to say, oh, 
he's a businessman like Donald Trump. And I kept hearing that over and over and over again from different people. And I'm like, in a way he, it's like in a way he is and in a way he yes. isn't. <laughs> you know? I, I actually started laughing when you said that because I'm, I'm thinking while you're saying that, that he is like Donald Trump. Both of them are frauds. Yeah. And the other thing is, so many people believe both. I've heard people say, oh, my goodness, Elon Musk is a genius and he's rich. And people have believed that for years about Donald Trump. And I'm like, um, that dude ain't as rich as he proclaims to be. But that's what white media's job is to to sell the soap. Yeah. It's exactly. the white media is the modern day reformation. And if you don't know uh, history, you want to understand that the reformation and all of the the putting the theses on the uh, the, the the door, the, the church and that kind of stuff, that that was a protest. And that's what they were doing. They were protesting. They were citing their grievances. They were putting it out loud. That's what they did back then. But it still was protesting and propaganda on how you want to frame your narrative versus the other person's narrative. Same thing uh, uh, Adolf Hitler did. If you tell a lie, and he, he said himself, you you know, tell a lie, tell it big enough, tell it long enough. People will believe it. So now we just have a bunch of liars and not just in one place. They're across the, they're across the uh, globe. Yeah, so exactly. It's, we're going to have to do our own legwork so we can find out where we can plug into this global society because... It's falling apart and it's going to be up to us to help ourselves and each other. And when I say each other, I'm I'm referencing the people on the continent. And now we see Libya and we know Muammar Gaddafi was trying to do some things before he got killed to develop yes. a, a currency that... Many people didn't know that this man was trying to get the continent to work together. And now we have another opportunity to work together because Libya and Morocco, although the Moroccan's president was saying some vile stuff, you know, where uh, many of these uh, leaders, they have they have no consciousness of their connection to the actual original inhabitants of this earth. Right. They have become all of these others. And if we're going to go talk about humanity, we must talk about melanated people are the original humanities, humanity of the earth. We have to always go back to that. Other folks had some hybrid uh DNA going on. They went in and out of ice age. And this is where we are. And that's another thing um, that I've always wondered. And I do probably going this is probably going to be the first time you hear this coming from me. Why aren't the ice ages ever mentioned in the Bible? <laughs> because the people who wrote the Bible 
weren't really up. Let me just go back. The Bible itself was published in the 1500s. That was the first book. Uh, it was the, actually a business Wart opportunity. The Wartenberg. The Wittenberg, yes. Wittenberg, yeah. Wittenberg Bible. Gutenberg, I'm sorry. Gutenberg, no, yeah. No, Gutenberg was a printing press, but he, the Bible, Gutenberg had a printing press, but he also got swindled out of his printing press. It's a lot, it's, it's so much uh, history that's been distorted. And that was, that was a business venture. And the people that were supposed to be helping him end up swindling him and um, he lost his printing press. So even though Gutenberg uh, printed the Bible, he does not get the credit for everything that was done because he pretty much died broke. But let's get back to the, that's the oldest book. Now, as they use the terminology, it is because that was the first book that was printed from the printing press. And it was printed for two things. First of all, it was an economy. Everything that has been done in history, you have to look at where is the economy. Secondly, it was done to control the masses. It was not done for all of these elements that people have sold the masses about saving their souls and everything because all of the stories, and I will say all, all of the stories in the Bible are hijacked from ancient civilizations. And their original texts. And their original texts. And some of them not original texts. Some of them are just stories. That's why it's so messed up. They took the stories from whoever they called their, their, their priesthood. And... That's something else that we must be aware. Most priesthood after the Egyptian priesthood have worked with the elites. And when I say elites, because that's a European word also. Uh, Nubians didn't, uh, they treated everybody with some type of autonomy. That's why Mayat was practiced. Right. There was no lording over people. So to think about the people who came out of the Ice Age, starting with Sargon, and I would just use him because he is uh, accredited for starting the first uh, kingdom or the first ruler who had a standing army. He's also the first uh, person who ruled by terror. I mean, he, he did because he cut people heads off and he put them kind of like the... the uh, the, the people in the Carolinas who put people heads on the sticks, they got that from these that ancient civilization. Mm. So many of the stories that are in the Bible, most of them are mythology stories. And then they created their own stories so they could be the heroes. That's why you see the, the created Hebrew story, the created Christian story, the created Islamic story. All of those are stories and who's running the who's running the world right now? Hmm. Yeah. 
in some in some form or fashion, it's all of these people that are connected to what they call the Bible. Right. But if we go back and start looking at some of the ancient texts, the ancient Babylon texts, the ancient Ethiopian texts, the well, the the, the, the Sumerian texts, the Sumerian texts, or the cuneiform, which is part of the of the ancient uh, Sumerian or Babylonian or uh, uh, all of those different people back then. Uh, the hieroglyphic, hieroglyphics, uh, which were uh, Nubian, although it was contributed to the Egyptians. It, researchers are now being bold enough to say it's mostly, it's Nubian, but Many of those texts that are Nubian have not, or the Sanskrit. Uh, the, oh, yeah. yeah the Sanskrit, yeah. which is a part of the uh, African Asianic group of people who now call themselves Indian or Middle Eastern. They, that's part of their text. And now we, we call the Sanskrit uh, in part, we call part of it Arabic. And Arabic, it's like, what is Arabic? Arabic is supposed to be a language, but now you got Arabic people, people, people using a language to call themselves a actual people. It's kind of like calling themselves white, and white is not an ethnicity. White is not a. Well, there is a culture of whiteness, but white is not a uh, um, a nationality. It's, yeah, and white is a cultural. A cultural construct created by Europeans who came out of Western Europe. And they use it so they can garner power and actually um, colonize the world because that's what has happened. And now you can find Indians who call themselves white. You can find Indians who are very dark. Therefore, the Brahmin class, which are the ruling elites, but they their behavior is just as uh, horrible as anybody out of the Caucasus Mountains of Europe. Same way with the people who call themselves um, Saudi Arabians or any, as they would use the term, Arabic countries now. Yeah. All of these people, as long as they're rich, they work together. Just like Elon Musk was working with Russia, but at the same time said he was helping Ukraine. But he's an oligarch. He's a mean spirit oligarch. He came from a man who had a emerald mine in South Africa. That behavior has not left this man. As people talk about Nick Cannon, Elon Musk has just as many children as Nick Cannon. That is that is very new information to me. I, I and then on top of that, I really hasn't dove into his personal life as far as like children and. But and, he talks about you know. it all the time. That's the that's the sad part. He talks about his life as if somebody really cares. But that's what uh, that's the sad and pathetic part about these people with all of this money. They they have very low self-esteem and and they make everybody else's lives miserable. 
because you have layers and layers, specifically the hypocrisy and all of these people who pretend to be politicians, but everything they do has to do with making sure they keep the money that runs all of the political structure, doesn't matter where it is, but they make sure the hidden hand that runs the government, which are not quote unquote, the so-called elite politicians, the politicians are just the mouthpiece or mouthpieces. Uh, let's take Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis has messed up the state of Florida. He pretends that uh, he has put laws into place, but he's also fired uh, the black attorney general with no real meeting for fire. He's also put uh, laws in place that bl uh, black history not taught in school. And he used dog whistles that he called woke. And most white people can't even tell you what woke means, but everybody wants to use that word. It's the new word for nigga. Okay. Now, pretty much. <laughs> if somebody want to tell me something different, then I will challenge you. Please tell me what woke means since black people started the concept. Be woke, meaning stop being asleep on all of these issues that's going on in the world. Ron DeSantis, the same man who allowed neo-Nazis to walk the street and say we everywhere, but yet at the same time, you can't bring justice to a racist who walks around 21 years old with a gun and shoot black people who are not even bothering him and who actually tried to shoot up a black campus. So that is the kind of hatred, not just here, but all over the world. That's why I say people over in the other countries you're either they are either going to continue to manifest themselves in a melanin deficient mind, and I will continue to say that until somebody asks us online, "What am I talking about?" And then we can go farther, because there are only two mindsets: a melanin deficient mind and a melanin mind. Because the melanin mind still have compassion for humanity, the melanin deficient mind has. Uh, um, a focus that's totally on profit and it does not care who or what it destroys as long as it can be on top because dominant runs that psyche right? and they will kill for it. And I'm talking about kill the earth because we see it. Man. Libya looks kind of like uh, 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 10 times over Katrina, which from reports, that situation shouldn't have happened, but they can easily say, well, it's an act of nature, uh, you know, God, you know, everybody always want to use God when they don't want to challenge the, the political structure that runs the world. That is very, very, very true, because even even when Katrina happened and everybody was talking about how long it took for people to get down there to help, you know, Katrina was just an act of God mm, to a degree. Well, it will, um, well, if we start actually looking at history, um, Many of these things are not acts of gods. They're act of humans with hiding their hands. Um, I, I mean, shall we name a few things? Like the, 
the pipeline in Russia. Was that an act of God? It ended up being blown up. The 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 fires out in Hawaii, was that an act of God? Who no. knew? No. It was it uh, was there was fires in Hawaii when I was a little kid, and I remember hearing about them when I was seven, eight years old, you know, from people who had moved over here from Hawaii. I'm like, it was a guy named it was a, a guy named Kenneth King. I'll know me and Kenneth are still friends to this day. Kenneth graduated a year ahead of me in high school, but we originally met in elementary school. But I re yeah, man, we just had some wildfires. Da -da -da. I'm like, what? And they were actually happening as he was moving here. And then I remember him's mom talking about some fires that took place like in 82, 83, which I was probably like two, three years old. And I'm like, these fires have been happening off and on since forever. And I'm 42 now. <laughs> well, but it's easy to say that because I'm listening to reports now and they keep saying the the flood over in uh Libya. It's on biblical proportion. Okay, who's biblical proportion? Is it the Bible that you created or what? So I'm there. I'm, I, I kind of back off that information because even after the fires happened in Hawaii, people in Hawaii are trying to find out, like the people in Libya, how did this happen? And they're talking about mismanagement. They're not talking about the act of God. They're talking about their government and how their government failed them. So mm -hmm. if you're saying government failing me, then we're not talking about an act of God. We're talking about people who have made choices not to assist citizens to do the things that's needed to keep people uh, from having that kind of harm come to them. Kind of like when the the, the we have an interstate that a sinkhole just fall apart because we don't do anything for the infrastructure. Right. And I like to take it back to uh, when you what you just said, when you was talking about, okay, if it's not an act of God and you're talking about the government failing, if the government's failing. That's negligence. Yes, exactly. And that's another thing that these the the state government doesn't want to hear the people call them out on negligence. Yes. Well, if they're like the 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 um, there is a talking about another hypocrisy. There is a uh, um, there is a leader. I think he's in. Australia, speaking of people who hate this, the citizenry, uh, he is the, I think he's the owner of, it's called G-R-U-N-E-R. -E he's the CEO. G-U-R-N-E-R group. Gruner group. Northrop Gruner? Oh, but that's and, Grumman, Northrop Grumman. I'm sorry. Okay, it's two different groups. This, I got to mix yeah, up. Well, this man said that he he's advocating for higher unemployment because, and he was talking about the workers and he was calling them lazy and they've been getting paid high paid jobs and he got to rein in that behavior because they have gotten arrogant. I'm going, oh, and, and his last statement, they got to remember you work for the employer, the employer don't work for you. So we got all of these different behaviors. And this man said 
He created unemployment, but he's not the only one. It's kind of like the U.S. government who was playing farmers, according to some farmers I know where I live, paying farmers not to farm. So they're creating crisis. They're creating health care, not health care. They're creating food insecurities around the world. These are what governments are going doing. And then governments like the lady down, like I said, all of this stuff that's going on, it's just on a massive scale. You see Funny Willis, who she's using her her bully pulpit to bring Donald Trump in after she did that with the, the rappers. But she's also doing that against the people who are protesting Cop City. Nobody wants Cop City in the black community down there, which the government decided to put these cops training program in a black neighborhood, because this is what uh, domestic terrorism do. They try to rein you in, but more people are, as more people are getting their wake up call, Jewish people just sued Elon Musk, the uh, defamation league, because Elon Musk had, no, Elon Musk just sued the defamation league saying they he lost money because of them. Wow. So we're seeing we're seeing all kinds of fights. That's why I say um we're gonna have to choose some sides. And it's only two sides. You're gonna either be on the side of justice or you're not. You're gonna either be side of equity or you're not. You're going to be on the side of equality for Black people who have been at the bottom of this caste system, or you're not. There's no in-between. Oh, okay. So I I just thought about something when you were talking about uh, a, a girl getting checked. Okay, so um, we're talking about the government and the hypocrisy of the government. So I want to say maybe f- almost four years ago, me and me, it was me, mama, daddy, and somebody else having a conversation. And she made the, she's, and I don't think, I, I, I think it kind of slipped out, but mama said it. And she was like, you know, I think my son went down there and got indoctrinated and this and that. Da, 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 da. And I remember telling her, mama went, and 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 I specifically brought up intro to political science, political mm-hmm. science, and U.S. government. And in those classes, and then there were a few other history slash government classes that I took, where first week of class, people, students are asking our teachers, "Hey, how do you vote? Like, what is your political affiliation?" and I had I had a good solid four professors that literally came out and told us from the gate. It is not my job to tell you how I vote. Exactly. It's my job to tell you how to learn this system mm-hmm. and take what you believe and vote the best way you can to get the mm-hmm. policies you want. Mm-hmm. 
But see, that's the part that has not been practiced in centuries to tell people the autonomy belong to you. That's empowering. I don't care what part of the world you're from or if you got pale skin or not. If you tell somebody you have to be empowered and make your own decision, then most of the countries would not want you on their roster. Because you're letting people be, you know, being an adult. It's different if you're a child, but you're telling people that's your responsibility. You do it for yourself. And that's not what we have been taught. Not even in the religious sense. Yeah. The religious sense replaced spirituality for most people that uh, say they are saved or believe in God, they they have a religious spin, not a spiritual spin, because it's based on more rituals than anything else. It's not based on maturity. In the words of A.J. Jones, traditional ritualism. Yes. Yes. Traditional religion. You're exactly right. Because that's that's what's being practiced. People, even if they go out of town, they do pretty much the same thing. If they go visit somebody, they try to find a church on the Sunday. If they go to church, if they go to mosque, I guess they do that. But as I asked somebody this past weekend, had they ever been to a funeral that wasn't a Christian? That was just interesting for me to think about while I'm sitting in this. I in remember this you asking me that. Well, not only you, I asked other people, but I'm. I mean, I asked it for a very, a very good reason, because we're sitting in this building uh, experiencing cognitive dissonance. And the person who was speaking didn't know that they was ex they was actually living cognitive dissonance because they were talking about uh, uh, somebody approached them and said the Bible was a white man's book. But at the same time, they got a white Jesus behind his head. On the wall, mm -hmm. it's like how much dis dissonant can your your frame hold when you are actually living out the very thing you say you don't subscribe to? And I would ask anybody, I would challenge them. Why is it if you're going to be a Christian? Why is Jesus not a black man in all of your churches? If you're going to practice that, why Jesus cannot be a black man? Because it takes well, power away from a certain. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to see can people even challenge themselves. I'm not challenging the notion of all of the other things that I could probably challenge people on. I'm simply saying, if you're going to practice this thing you call Christianity, why is Jesus cannot be a black man? Or, or is that so much of brainwashing have? infiltrated the whole makeup of the person that's um, in the body and outside the body that you cannot fathom. So then you still have a white savior because right. Jesus is supposed to be a savior. You still have a white savior. And if you're a black person, why do you need a white savior? I get it if a white person want a white savior. Man, and you know what? There have been what was that? What was that old 
it was this old white preacher and he said this in one of his he said this in one of his crusades it was like a big it was in a big stadium and he said something he literally came out and said he was like he was like if you make it to heaven he was like don't be surprised if you see jesus and he's a black guy and then he's and then he starts going on explaining, you know, revelations, you know, Jesus was born in a region where people had color and had hair like wool and skin the color of brass and went down the whole line. And then they did. And it was like it was kind of like a reaction video to that. And so it was this white lady. This white lady was probably like maybe early to mid 60s, like her hearing that. From I want to say that was Billy, no, not Billy Graham, Jimmy Swag, either Jimmy Swagger or Billy Graham, one of the two. It may have been Jimmy Swagger. I doubt it was Billy Graham because Billy Graham changed his whole tune and he had to change his whole stick after, um, like I say, so much hypocrisy. When um, Richard Nixon got caught. Billy Graham had to go out the country so he can change his whole everything because he was on this kick. Everybody's going to jail, you know, going to hell if they don't believe in Jesus the way he believed in Jesus. Well, after uh, uh, um, Nixon got caught, he had to lay low for uh, probably a year. I mean, Billy Graham uh, was the antithesis of being anti-black. His whole movement was anti-black, this whole evangelism thing. And when he came back, he talked about how, well, perhaps the people over in Asia or whatever, they don't have to believe in Jesus. So now you practicing that white supremacy that now you get to say who and who's going to heaven and who's not. So to me, I mean, it's just a joke. And I don't mean in a funny way. It's sad because people hold on to all of these religious spins that people have given them and they don't challenge any of this stuff. And there's much there's much hypocrisy in politics in churches as it has ever been. And I'm glad you brought that up because the church and politics parallel in so many ways. And it is it is. And even as a little kid, if you don't understand something or if something doesn't sound right, it is almost taboo to even question it. And same thing with government policy. If the policy doesn't make sense and you want to directly question the person who wrote the policy, you are going to be looked at as a pariah and it's going to be taboo why you're not supposed to question the government or on the church sense oh you're not supposed to question god but all of these all of this idea of religion because was religion after the romans well really before the romans ptolemy ptolemy started killing the the egyptians okay and now we call them Ethiopians. We call them Abyssinians. But these were the, uh, all of that area has gone through so many different changes. These are the Nubians. So uh, they were the original people following uh, 
as they use the terminology, the Christ concept. And the Christ concept didn't have anything to do with this person you call Jesus. The Christ concept was being a person who led people. And it was a concept. It wasn't like, I mean, there were a lot of them in history. As a matter of fact, there is a book out uh, called 16 Christs before Jesus. There were 16. So if you got 16, that's a lot of Christ. But think right. about it. The scripture actually says, remember, John the Baptist, who is supposed to be Jesus's cousin, asked Jesus, according to the scripture, are you the Christ or should we find another? So why is this man who's supposed to be his cousin asking him, are you the Christ? I don't think nobody pay attention to half of the things they misquote. Or quote out of context. Well, I mean, either way, but how is it that this person who supposedly uh, baptized Jesus, when he is near death, he is asking Jesus, according to their story, are you the Christ or shall we go find another? So therefore, that means from what I'm reading in that, Jesus is not the only one because he just asked the question. Or he's fulfilling a, a, a duty that other people have done also. Right. So they do give you a few clues in this book that the Catholic Church put together that they call the Bible. They do give you some clues. And think about it. the Catholic The Catholic Church back in the fourth century, uh, they decided what people could say. I mean, you, you, got, you have all of these things. You have politics to tell people how you can have free speech or have speech at all. Or in Black people cases, meaning your political stance or uh, the bottom of the caste system in the United States, you, you can't even be. In other words, if I decide I want to take the breath from you, then I become your God and I eliminate you. So you got domestic terrorism and then you have people who decide what can be said and who can say it. Right. So the church said that the church did that back in the, the fourth century. And everybody continues to perpetuate that cycle. And remember, Sargon started doing that. Now, somebody may ask who Sargon look Sargon up. Look up the whole story about him. Uh, it's right there for people to research and find out so you can start knowing for yourself that there is other history out there about people who did things in this world to get us to where we are now. And I like to add uh, all of those, all of those politics that they did have people reciting that statement. You know, it's been fighting ever since the beginning of the world. Well, if there have been fighting ever since the beginning of the world, then why did Egypt not have prisons? Why did Egypt not have a standing army? Man, come Egypt, on. Why did Egypt not have police? 
Why did Egypt not have old folks home? Why did Egypt not have uh, 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 orphanage? Because these people didn't need any of that. They live in a peaceful society until the people start coming out of the caves and start this rampage of self-hatred and hatred toward humanity and this idea and this concept of dominating the world. Because that's what we see. That is the energy that's running the world. That that ice people mentality or that melanin deficient behavior. So those are a few things that, you know, you can have conversations with other people and ask a question. Since there have been, as, as Europeans have taught, it's been fighting ever since the beginning of the world. No, it hasn't. And there are people living right now. They're called North Sentinel Islanders. They haven't killed each other, and they've been there, according to history, over 30,000 years. So why are they still there? They don't have police. You just better not go to that island without an invitation. Well, I mean, they, no, they, they, they pretty much okay with melanated people, which you still got to get permission because they, I, I get it. But you're not going to go over there and you're not melanated. You're just not. Yeah. They have a history with non-melanated people. They tried to steal some of the people and, and, and they didn't come back. And, to, and three of them, they stole six people. That's the part that Europeans don't like to talk about. They tried to steal these people like they always do so they can study them to try to find out certain things. I don't understand why Europeans think that we are their specimen so they can learn from us. It's like, learn from yourself. Why are you so evil? Man, that's they got they got the answers to the quiz right there, and they still don't want to take it. Well, we have to learn from ourselves. We have to learn from everything everybody told us that's bad about ourselves, right? And we embrace it, and we we try to figure it out. But we also have to look at this concept that we call country and world and international, whatever. And we still see the same thing. During the COVID, you had Europeans wanting to test the virus on the continent and they found it funny. Uh, you had Asian people who put the Africans out in the cold. You have the Ukraines who getting ready in a war with another European nation and they treat the people uh, who's just in their country to learn medicine, they treat them like they the stepchildren from hell. So we see the behavior. It doesn't matter what you say your nationality is or what country you're from. If you look melanin, you're a threat to people who are deficient. You just are. And then if, because A, they came from melanated people, but they are divorced from that reality. Now, is that every European? Absolutely not. Because there are some good European people who have been writing this history. Their information just been hidden. Yeah. And it's hidden from the very people because it is the 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 power structure who wants to 
who wants, I would say they, they enjoy playing God. And I'm going to stand on that square. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do some work on that later. But they enjoy playing God. Do they believe in all of this religious stuff that they keep people held hostage? Probably not. Because they get to play God and they get to uh, they get to really decide who live or die. I mean, we see that in Libya. And that's and that's another thing that I've always thought about. Like, I remember watching the movies. It was, it, was, it was certain movies I watched as a as a kid and as a teen. And one of those movies was, uh, I want to say, one of those movies was Mississippi Burning. And I remember one of the Klan rally scenes. You know. These dudes are, yeah, we're good old God-fearing white man. Jesus was a good old redneck white boy just like us. And then they would go and beat the Freedom Riders. Or they would go and beat marchers that marched through Selma. And I'm like, wait a minute. How in the world are these people calling themselves God-fearing and they are literally doing things that God would not approve of. Thus well, the hypocrisy. Well, not only that, were you still talking about this is I'm I'm gonna use some uh, behavior health words. This is also cognitive dissonance from being divorced from the original humans. The original humans, all of them had melanin. They just did. And to tell Europeans now who somehow think or have not thought, where you thought, where do you think you come from? These are the same people who were called black people monkeys, eat bananas. And that's the same thing that uh, the people from the, the farther north, the steppe people, the Indo-European People who are Scottish and Irish don't actually understand that they were dark people until the step people came down and killed most of them. <laughs> and, and the very phrasing that they used to white talk about, by annihilation. They, the very thing. Well, I mean, white people need to read the book when the Irish became white. It gives you a lot of history. Some of these very uh, notions that they talk about lazy and drunkards. Uh, Europeans talked about the Irish like that also. Mm -hmm. And these caricatures. So hatred begets hatred because everybody's trying to join into this system and they are practicing a systemic form of self-hatred. They hate the melanin that they don't have. But that's where they come from. Right. That's I say to me that's that's huge and it's deep and it has so many layers because people are so divorced from reality that they will live in this skewed sense of group self talking about the clans. Well, they they're using this behavior and they call themselves Aryan and they don't <laughs> 
they don't understand Aryans were first African Asianic Aryans. That's where Aryans come from. You call them uh, Indians at this point, but that's where Aryans come from. African Asianic. But the people from Europe don't know that and they are called, as a matter of fact, they're a sign that the Nazis use come from uh, the Indian culture. It's a cross. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, 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 no. I remember us having this conversation a while back and I was like, man, I wonder if somebody actually broke this down to one of them and explained them. They'll probably kill themselves. Well, they will be like the character that Dave Chappelle uh, uh, um, you talk about uh, Clayton Bixby. Yes, they they would they would really be a Clayton Bixby because that's really what they're practicing that form of mentality. It is as said, that's some deep hatred. It just is, and deep self hatred because while these people are walking around trying to convince themselves that they are chosen for something. No, you came out of the caves and you came from a peasant society. That's that's just, that's Northern European history. It just is. The, the Germanics, uh, the, the Slavic, Slavic, the Norwegian, the Norse, all of these people, the Indo-European come from peasant society and they killed each other and that's how they began to gain wealth. They killed each other and they came from alcoholic cultures. Peasants who drank a lot and we pretty much see that behavior now and get loud when they drink and they will kill to show themselves to be a man. So therefore you still see that behavior too. Killing is a part of their culture and they actually fantasize about killing people, specifically black people and eating their body parts. Yep. There are some, there's some very sick things that we don't get a chance to discuss because we try to discuss so many other things that go on in society. But it is my hope that we as a group learn to be more politically savvy because everything people are doing now is just a bunch of hypocrisy. Uh, yeah. The police are hypocritical and using a man the other day who laughed when this East Asian late young lady, I think she was about 21 or 22, who got killed and he used coded information on his uh, scanner to just belittle her as a human and laugh about her getting killed and, 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 and rolling up on the top of a car. How it's, it's, but if you, if you leave people to their own devices, you will see how much depravity that lives inside of these these entities we call beings. Yeah. No compassion for humanity. 
just have a love for wanting power or being associated with power and will do anything to be there. But we're going to see more and more uh, poor white people come to a real realization that they've only had pr privileges. They haven't had any power. And the little bit that they've got, they had, it will be taken, it will be extracted. Oh, yeah. Little by little, it's being extracted because just like the country of India is going to, not India, Libya is going to be starting over. There will be more countries starting over, just like Hawaii is facing difficulties. Why? Hawaii is a part of the United States, and the United States is treating them as if they are some type of foreign entity. Hawaii is treating them like Puerto Rico. Well, United States is treating Hawaii like it's Puerto Rico. You're exactly right. In Puerto mm -hmm. Rico, it's uh, it's a it's 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 a it's a, com a commonwealth. It's a product of the United States. Doesn't have statehood, but the Hawaii does have statehood. But apparently, they're not falling in line with whatever the agenda is or was, because they are really being treated as if they are um, not a part of the United States. And that really came out. Really, uh, that really came out. A couple of years ago, when Hawaii, um, when uh, Puerto Rico had that hurricane, and uh, when that orange dude was president, he said so much negative stuff about Puerto Rico and not giving them what they needed to get back on their feet at the time. But see, at this, it would be nice to that the country loved its citizenry, but it does not. You have Hawaii suffering on one part of the, the, uh, the parts of the, the United States, as we call it, on the, the Western shore. And then on the Eastern shore, you have the democratic parties trying to bring all the people who are not citizen and give them a pathway because they're desperate for some type of allegiance that they don't have. And instead of taking care of people who are homeless or uh, starting reparations so we can build our own, we're not asking the government for anything. They owe us reparations. But instead of doing that, they're still trying to make some pathway, which a judge has declared that DACA is illegal. So it really doesn't matter what they continue to try to do. It's illegal according to a, a court. And I'm not sure if the court was out of uh, DC, out of New York or whatever, but DACA is illegal. And just like they made the abortion thing illegal, their courts have decided DACA is illegal. And most of the citizens don't want the illegals here. Now, the politicians do, but the citizens do not. And New York have made that loud and clear, just like the people in Chicago. So they can continue to perpetuate the hypocrisy of lying to the public. But the public, the public around the country is standing up. It's just not acceptable. And I'm glad you brought that up. So the people in those two cities, New York and Chicago, that you just spoke on, 
on certain entertainment channels that report it as news. They just make it seem like, oh, the citizens are running amok and they're tearing up the city and they're doing it for no good reason. But the people are literally just speaking their minds and the distrust over what is going on and what is being manipulated with this quote unquote immigration situation. And the people are not having it. They're not having it just like the people who rolled up on the court and I mean, up on the the Capitol and decided they were going to wreak havoc on the whole United States. Like I say, the, the, the sheer level of hypocrisy. These are the same people who are, I'm not a Joe Biden fan, but the same people who are impeaching Joe Biden and don't even have anything legitimate to impeach him for other than the fact that uh, Trump was impeached. And now it is reported that Trump is behind this and they're following. They're still following Donald Trump like some little puppies. So we got to we we have we are in a state of total lunacy as far as uh, running the government. We have no government. Because we have too many ignorant people who are occupying these spaces that are supposed to be in leadership. So people are going to have to do some things different. We we all are. Yep. Got to do some things different because this Ain't it. It's not working for us. But as long as we stay on our square, uh, we can make some headways. Because eventually the people over in these other countries going to need more help than what they're getting. So we can start partnering. And um, I can't remember what country it was, but they said something about, you know, they have no problem with letting black Americans come over to their country and help develop their country. I was like, what? <laughs> well, they, they're going to have to, you know, say they have, have to become more stable and then really put it in writing where we, we, we are, uh, we have a contract with each other and we can hold each other responsible so we can do what is needed to be done. Because we over here, we have the skills, we have the expertise, and we also had a history behind to know how half of these things work. Uh, they're, they're young countries. They have more young people who are trying to do things. But some of the things they have not done as well as we are because we've been doing this since we've been doing the four centuries. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to see some of these countries put France out because France been, their citizens been living fine, but they living fine because people who look like the people on the continent been getting payoff, kind of like the Clarence Thomas thing. But yet at, yet at the same time, the people on the continent are, most of the people are very poor and broke. 
And it has come out that France also were behind uh, Boko Haram. Uh, that was yeah. a, that was a France project. So we need and so we need to know all of these different things that uh, to understand politics. Yep. Because we're going to need to know this. We're going to need to know it so we can actually build ourselves. And when I say build, I'm talking about all of the people who have an affinity or uh, a passion to see Black people come together as a total unit. It's nice that some of these countries are partnering with these people who are not, but must make sure they're not getting mineral rights. Yeah. And they're not getting them into contracts where they can actually become ownership to things on the continent and start moving these people. In other words, take care of yourself. Do you do you in your country? I'm meaning for instance, the Russian or the China thing. You do you in Russia and China. There are no Africans on any buildings in Russia. There are no Africans on mm -hmm. any buildings in China. So why is it that any of these people should own anything on the continent? They should. So we have to start taking the same approach. We don't own nothing over in Russia. So why? I don't care how much Russia may help. How much China may help. They don't need to be owning anything on the continent. That's for the continent and all melanated people to try to do what we can to help each other. And we start owning buildings in these places because our relationship is different. We're not trying to take over any part of the continent because we've never tried to take over the world. Mm -hmm. So there are some things and there are some principles that we can teach each other. We've never tried to colonize any other part of the world. We were always happy if people, we, we will help them. And if they want to go somewhere and do, in other words, you, what's the phrasing? You do you. Just leave me alone. Yep. So establishing some, some real ground rules that we can actually uh, help people to translate for themselves. I don't care which language they speak or what part of the world they're from. So we can, you know, build some unity because we haven't had unity since the Nubians. It's uh, been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. And we have to start telling people, no. It ha we have not been fighting ever since the uh, the dawn of man. The Europeans been fighting since they came out the cave. That's a different approach. <laughs> and we have to say that and say that with boldness. <laughs> yeah. 
Be like, hey, you know we don't like you like that, right? <laughs> but we're gonna stay to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but we don't we don't have to like everybody because everybody don't like everybody. That's but true. we don't need to have no more spirits and entities trying to colonize the earth. That ship has sailed, it didn't do well. That's why we have people like Elon Musk running around now with too much power, don't know what to do with it, and lie all the time about the power that they have. Elon Musk, uh, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, um, uh, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, all of these guys have these insecure spirits with all of this money. Uh, what's the man name who owned Fox Network? Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. I mean, all of these, like I said, all the Warren Buffett, all of these money people. And then you, and, and let's bring it on the melanate side. Then you get people like the Oprah Winfrey's or uh, the Tyler Perry's. They may do a few things to help but at the same time, they start exhibiting those same behaviors. Oprah Winfrey has, according to report, more than 2,000 acres of land in Hawaii. And the only thing she was concerned about is her property not burning. That's according to the Hawaiians. People on Maui. Yeah, that I actually saw that yesterday. So it's it's easy to pretend and uh, act like you care when, in essence, you don't. I mean, you 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 have more money than you ever going to be able to use up. And at this juncture, the only thing you're concerned about is your stuff. If we divorce ourselves from all of the stuff that we think we've accumulated or need, we can do some things. We're going to be able to do some things when we start divorcing ourselves from our stuff and the idea of having more stuff. Mm -hmm. But anywho, that's 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 my spiel. Yeah. Covered a lot of actually covered a lot of ground. <laughs> well, I, well, if we start recognizing through just regular conversations on some of the things we need to address, I think we will get to the point where we can have wider conversations because all of this stuff is going on at one time. And if one the thing we're focusing on, and I'm just going to use these two people, are the Cardi B's and the Tasha K's which really are not going to help our society, then we have a focus in the wrong direction. But we got to talk about the hypocrisy in the politics because politics is what we all need to know. Mm -hmm. Even if it's politics in the pulpit, the pulpit has failed us as a melanated people. Man. 
because we've been fixated on a character that nobody can identify and tell you about. And, and, and really, we've moved away from our ancestors. And it is the energy of our ancestor that help us when we are in trouble. I know that to be true because when I went through a blizzard, it was your, your mom and the ancestors' energy that got me through the blizzard. Was I afraid? No. But I could just hear this, the spirits just letting, reminding me how they made it through these, this part of the world that I was driving in. And I was driving in a, I didn't know it was going to be a blizzard, but it became so much so that I had to stop on the side of the road in between truckers and clean my windshields. Yeah. Yeah, them blizzards catch you off guard. I the first blizzard I ever experienced for myself, it was a uh, Christmas of oh Christmas Eve of oh nine. I was at my I was at my I was at my uh spent spent it spent the ho Christmas holiday at my godparents' house or my pastor's house. And I was up working on some poems for my book. And my guy brother James is coming home from work and Jonathan was going to work. So when Jonathan was so when James got home, snow was slowly starting to come down. And I remember Jonathan calling me, asking me if James had went back out for something because the snow was getting thick. So this is within a span of 10, maybe 15 minutes. I look out the back door, the snow is probably up past my ankle. And that's within 10 to 15 minutes. And I'm like, no, he's still here at the house. I think he might be in the shower. So I, th I tell him to call you. So I tell him to call you when he get out. So James finally comes out of the shower. And I go to the restroom and come back. So it's probably... You know, and I and I probably got something to eat by then. So by it now, it's probably about six forty-five, quarter to six. Well, it's almost seven o'clock. I look out the back door; the snow is up past my calves. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happened to me when I was driving. I, uh, I, I, I was trying to do something, and I took a road, and they're going, okay, I cannot take this road because it's too much snow. So I backed up and turned around, and it just seemed like all of a sudden it was snow everywhere. And then when I made it back to the highway um, and uh, got back on the oh, I know what it was. I had to detour. And in the detour, it was so much snow. It's like, no, I'm not going to take this way. I'm going to get back on this road and I'm going to find my way out of here. And that's when I called your mom. And she walked me uh, to find a different route and I found my way to uh, 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 Interstate 55. Hmm. But it's it, it's when I think of that, I'm 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 amazed that I was not 
afraid and it was snowing really, really hard. And I didn't know where I was going for a moment. And I was just at peace the whole time. Like, this is bad, but I'm okay. Because I just, I mean, I did. I just kept thinking that these people ran away from different folk and they made it. And they stayed out in places that was cold so they can free themselves from some of the things that they were going through. So that kept me going. So I would tell anybody, if we can tap into our ancestors' energy, we can do what we need to do to change this whole uh, this whole world because it's really messed up and the people running the world, they don't have the answers. Mm -hmm. And the church don't have the answers because they're going to talk about uh, you know, God seems to be wars and rumors of wars and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> well, but that's that's you know the God uh, the God thing plays into the escape from taking real responsibility or accountability. So that's usually you know God becomes the 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 genie at that point. Well, mm -hmm. then people do whatever they want to. So, but anywho, that's all I have. That's all I have, AJ. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. Yeah. And for the for our listeners out there. Uh, we'd like you to like, subscribe, and share uh, this podcast in this particular episode. We also have other episodes of the Chocolate Life podcast. Uh, coming in the near future, we will have a, um, a Cash App and Venmo specifically for this podcast. So you could donate and subscribe so we could you know, get revenue coming in so we could create better content for you guys. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening. And this is your host, AJ Jones. And until next time, you know, be blessed in the Cocoverse chocolate people. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>